echo Brother Todd's sentiments and say thank you for your prayers um, this week. I told my bride that I've not sensed there's something different when God's people pray with that intensity. And um, I think of that collectiveness to prayer. Um, honestly, I've only experienced that feeling like of just God's people just overwhelmingly praying really two times distinctly in my life. One was this week. It was, it's just like you could, I could just feel it. I can't, I can't explain it to you, but there's just a sense of God's presence, the power of the spirit and nearness. And I experienced this week. And the second time I experienced it, the time before that was when my father passed. There was just a, an awareness of God's people praying. I, I can't explain it to you. Just a sensitivity to the Spirit, a sense of peace, of, of just God's people abiding with you. It's, just, it's a strange phenomenon. Truly, it is. I can't even begin to describe it to you this morning. But, um, so I want to say thank you. I want you to know that your prayers, as you pray, they, they, are, they are felt, they are experienced, they are impactful on my own life, and I know as you pray for others, God is using it to impact them in unique ways. And so I, I just want to be front with you today. My dog is hunting, right? I mean, uh, somebody asked me yesterday, and they walked in just for a moment, like, man, you're good. I was like, dude, I'm just locked in. I, I'm just locked in. It's a result of the Spirit's work and prayer, and there's just been a different intensity to my life spiritually this week, a fervor, a passion, a desire for God to see God in His glory, me personally, and for also everyone else. And that's my longing for you today, is that you would walk away from this time saying, how great is our God, that you would just have His overflow and His abundance and His goodness and His glory and His defeat of sin and the overwhelming triumph over death. It would just be yours in Christ today. That's my hope. That's my prayer. That's my longing. So today, I want to just share with you about maybe just this thought. Begin with the end in mind. I don't know if you think about it or not, but my assumption is when it comes to Coach Cal, he's assuming or planning, right? And you're hoping that he's planning for more than the NBA draft. You're hoping and planning that Coach Cal and the Cats at the end of the year will do what? Cut down the nets, win it all. I'm assuming today, if you are a Louisville fan, you are hoping Chris Mack and the Cardinals are planning and longing for the day when they will cut down that nets and say, we are the champions. If today, by any chance, you're like my family and you live in Tennessee, you're hoping that this year you'll still make the NIT. Woo! Love you, Tennessee fans. Yeah! Love you guys. So listen, my assumption, though, again, as you think about beginning with the end of mind, it impacts what you do, right? It impacts us day to day. Maybe as you approach life, you're right now studying, right, because you're going to be a part of some medical field or a teacher, or maybe you're studying to be an electrician and have this certain trade. But my assumption is you've got some type of end of where you're headed, and there's a reason why you're trying to discipline yourself to study and do the things that you're doing. Right now, others of you are in the midst already of professionally or vocationally. You're already working and doing that. And your end right now is thinking a little bit about retirement. And so you're thinking, man, how do we best save? How do we best work, right? So that we can experience some of the things that we're hoping to do as retirement approaches. Others of you have already kind of crossed that threshold. You've come to the place of retirement or you're right there at it, right? And you're thinking now, man, how do I finish this life? How might I best spend the most time that I have left with my grandchildren, impact them? What about my faith and, and, and things like that, right? How do, can I make an impact? Today, most all of us here are impacted by the end, but I want to be honest with you. Often it's the wrong end, guys. I think we're all impacted by the end, but I think often, let's just be honest today, 
it's my own struggle. We're impacted by the wrong end. The end is somehow like if I can get this degree or if I can get this marriage, if I can have this family or if I can have this kind of level of finances, if I can live in this house, if I could go on this trip, if I could just get this. Like we're just we're just constantly thinking about, I think, the wrong end. It's short-sighted. Are those ends to some degree important? Absolutely. Many of those are extremely important. But if you're leveraging your life to those ends, I think if you were being honest today, Many of you have experienced how those ends, guess what, haven't satisfied. Some of those ends can even come to an end. Some of those dreams that you've had just have never come about, and you're wondering now, does your life even matter? Are you have any importance? Some of you are there because you're in retirement. And what used to be so significant about your life and the importance you brought every day to your vocation or your field or whatever you did, now you feel like maybe you're less significant. And so I want to compel you today, this big idea is this, don't live for the wrong end. Don't live for the wrong end. Today we're going to jump forward in Matthew to a text that I've just not been able to escape. And so by God's grace, if we get opportunity in weeks to come, I hope to come back there in Matthew 3. But our family worship time, listen, for us guys, if you want to know what's it look like, the Jesse household, or one that's usually chaotic, okay? He's just like, dude, sit down. Dude, come back. You sit down. Dude, be quiet. Dude, right? Pavey always just being good, right? Yeah, that's right. Loving, right? I was talking about Emily. No, I'm just kidding. But listen, no, listen. So listen, we have this time. What do we do as a family? Listen, here's what we do, all right? Just been for years now. We just take a book of the Bible and we just begin to work our way through it. And so some days, listen, we get one verse. Some days we get four or five verses. But so a little while back, we've been working our way through the New Testament. We started the book of John, and we've been just trucking through the New Testament. We finally came about to the book of Philippians. And one of the days, the boy said, Dad, this is good, but can we, like, just read some stories? Like, the Bible stories, Dad, they're just, like, easier to remember. Like, when you think about Joseph, or you think about Noah, or you think about Moses, or you think about, right? I mean, these moments, like, uh, just stories, right? And I said, well, dude, here's what I'll tell you what we'll do. What if we just go back to one of the Gospels and we'll begin to read there? There's a lot of, right? Because Jesus, right, just begins to use a lot of teaching. He uses lots of stories. And it's a, the Gospels are a story about Jesus' life and the, how he's the good news, the fulfillment of God's kingdom coming. And, and so we picked up in Luke. And guess what? About two weeks ago, we came to a text in Luke chapter 9. And, man, it just began to stir in my spirit. There was something unique about it, how God just used it. I feel like to grip the boy's heart that day. And it just began to just something. We just, our dialogue just kept continuing over this text in Luke 9. Then last Sunday, guess what Mark does? He preaches from Mark 8. Now imagine that, right? Mark preaching from Mark. Show off, right? Come on. Come on. Right? Love you, Bonta, if you're listening. Right? But he preached from Mark 8. Guess what text he preached? The exact same text from Luke chapter 9 that I've been dealing with. And then after last Sunday with Devin... There's this text that I just haven't been able to get escape, escape from. And guess what text it is? Matthew 16. You know what's familiar about Matthew 16? It's the same exact text that was been rocking me in Luke chapter 9. It's the same exact text that Mark preached last week in Mark 8. And now I'm dealing with it in Matthew 16. I thank God, right? I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But I think God's been trying to tell me something like, Hey, dude, I want you to slow down and see this. And so today, I just want to share that with you. Don't live for the wrong end. Don't do it, guys. Don't live for the wrong end. Don't live for the wrong reward. So if you would, just join me today, Matthew chapter 16. We're going to deal again. You heard Mark on this a little bit last week. I just want to, I want to throw a few things out that God's just been really pressing upon my heart. It begins in verse 24. Mark did a great job walking through this, this specific verse in Mark 8 last week. Then Jesus told his disciples, 
if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Again, Mark talked through that last week, so I'm going to be really brief. Listen, that's not easy. If you want to come after me, Jesus says, listen, you need to deny yourself and take up your cross. Luke in Luke 9 verse 23 says, take up your cross daily and follow me, right? There's this call to come and die. And let's be honest, who wants to do that? I mean, who wants to give up on their life? Who wants to give up maybe on that dream of that career, that income, that sweet retirement to follow Christ, right? Who wants to give up their Sunday and Wednesday nights to be a part of the bus ministry? Who wants to do that? Like, you've got to show up early. It means you're going to be getting home later. It means you might miss a lot of the ball games throughout the season. It's It's going to impact your Sunday nights. But I'm going to ask you this. For this past week, this bus ministry had a major impact on the life of one young man. Major. His eternity. So when you think about the bus ministry, does it make any difference? I want you to think about this past week. I wanted to encourage you that are involved in it. For others of you who think you're too busy and your life's got too many other important things, I want to ask, what's more important than the eternity of boys and girls in Greene County? Come on. It matters. But to do that, to do that kind of living, if you're going to follow him like that, it means you've got to deny yourself some stuff. It's going to cost you some things. Some of you, listen, you got to deal with, like, I, I rode the bus, we rode the bus a couple weeks back, same thing that happened to me before when I rode the bus, I got motion sick, man, I was so sick after, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to talk, I feel like I need to puke, right, man, I mean, God bless you guys as you ride that bus, you know what happened on that bus that day, though, kids just began to pour in, kiddos telling me their stories that they hadn't seen dad in so long, or they didn't know about mom, Stories of my dad's in jail and this is what's happening in his life. Just 15 minute bus ride. Just loving on kids. Again, I don't know what you got going in your life. I don't know what's so important. My assumption is that likely what's keeping you from serving and being a part of what this church is trying to do is you got some of the wrong ends in mind. That's hard. But I need to tell you the truth today. I need to be honest with you. You're living, many of you are living with the wrong end in mind. You're living for the wrong reward. You're searching for the wrong kingdom. And this week, guys, it's got to compel us to say, there's got to be something more. In light of what we have seen in our attempts, listen, as a church, is it hard? Is our ministry here difficult? Absolutely at times. It is hard. I know it's challenging for many of you guys. I know at times it's got to be frustrating, but I want us to remember the impact it had upon one young man. His eternity. God used this church. He used you to go and pick him up and to bring him and to love on him and share the gospel with him and talk to him about Christ so that he came to a place where he realized he too needed your Savior, that your God became his God. Beloved man, I think that's worth denying ourselves and taking up our cross daily and following him for the eternity of people. I want you to feel it for a moment. Hard. Again, it's going to cost you, man, as you think about this. But, guys, it's so worth it. 
I mean, it's just transformational. So listen, again, I got some other stuff. Man, I just, I, today I really just want to be focused in. It's really pretty direct. So you, you hear this and you, you say, Blake, I, listen, I, I hear you, man. I, I'm just not sure I can take that step today. Listen to what Jesus says. The next two verses, verse 25 and then verse 26 in Matthew 16. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man? What is it profiting you if you gain the whole world and forfeit your soul? Guys, listen, Jesus, he already knows that our flesh is going to rebel at that. To say, I, I, don't, I can't do that, God. I, I couldn't go on an international mission trip. God, I couldn't leave my family for a week. God, I couldn't be a part of changers. Who's going to watch this and this area of the farm? And who's going to do this? And, and God, I can't be a part of Sunday school. God, I'm just so busy. Sunday morning is my one morning to sleep in. And, and God, I just can't work with kids. You know how they bother me, God. And I just don't have time, God, to cook food and help do that. God, I, can't, I don't have time to pray today, God. I just don't. Man. Well, we have time for all the other things of this world. And Jesus just kind of pushes back on us today. and says, listen, for whoever would save his life will lose it. Did you hear that? This is Jesus, son of God speaking. This isn't some man. This isn't me making up these words. This is God speaking to you today. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, that's how the world interprets it. If you live for Christ and you deny yourself and you seek after him, the world will say you're losing your life. And Jesus says, whoever loses his life for my sake will actually find it. Amen, right? Listen to this. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? What a statement, right? What a moment for us to, to consider. Maybe just, let's, let's take about a couple of different ways. Start first with the church. Guys, there's nothing we're going to do that's going to be more important than sharing the gospel with people. It is, it is what we must do, beloved. Listen, as we love on them, and listen, this isn't minimizing, it isn't minimizing feeding, it isn't minimizing other ministries that we have, it isn't minimizing benevolence. All those things, right? We're loving God and loving people. Absolutely. But we are doing those things with the hope of realizing that their greatest need is Christ. I want to let this compel you as children and youth leaders. Listen, guys, we must be intentional to talk about Christ. I want to compel you. Let that be as you think about you serving with one of those areas of ministry. Be intentional. Have intentional conversations. Listen, many of you confessed and professed to having intentional conversations with Devin about his relationship with Christ. Quit thinking that we'll have them for more years, 12 years, like seven months and so many days. Guys, we don't know. We should see that. You should realize we must, as leaders, constantly be setting before them the Word of God. Your Sunday school class, listen. I don't know what it looks like. I'm not in a lot of your classes, but your class needs to be coming forward, centering on the gospel more than what Coach Cal got kicked out of the game or Louisville beat the Dukies or whatever's going on in your life with this and that and whatever. It must be centered on this gospel. 
Why? It's what matters most. It's the most important end. Then think about it for your family. Listen, just as, as parents, maybe for a moment, or grandparents, or those of you, again, who are in leadership and you're impacting, man, what's it going to... What will it profit our children to have the most degrees, to have the biggest houses, to have the, the, best, the best of this life, to score the most points, to have their name most remembered at Green County High School as you walk in, you see their What will it profit them if they gain the whole world and then they forfeit their soul? So as parents, how do we now live with the end in mind and not live for the temporary, not sacrifice everything for the kingdoms of this world that we can have the true, eternal kingdom in Christ? So I ask you today, just as you hear Jesus calling you, if you would come after Him, will you deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow? I want to know today as you live your life, What is it going to profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Would you today repent and believe on the gospel today? Would you respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ, seeing Him there on the cross dying for you? Right? I mean, we sang it earlier. Listen, no tongue can bid me thence depart because of what Christ has done. I will not stand in the presence of God. And Satan, who the Bible says is the accusers of brothers and sisters, he is going to bring all of your dirt and bring it before God and say, but yes, they're guilty, but yes, they're guilty, but yes, they're guilty. And listen, beloved, he's going to be right about us. We are guilty. But then we look and see that that Lamb of God, the roaring tribe of Judah, standing there in His victory, saying, Father, it is finished. I paid it in full for Him, for you, for me. And it's finished. We are clean. So no tongue, not even the Satan, no demon in hell, will be able to accuse you before a holy God because the Son of God has already paid your ransom, beloved. Hallelujah today. What hope there is. What joy that brings. So listen again though. Maybe you're here and you're saying, Blake, it's just, dude, it's just so hard. I'm with you. I hear what the Word of God's saying. I realize I need to live for God now, but I am struggling. Listen to how Jesus finishes. Verse 27 of Mark 16. For, he says, again, compelling us why we should live for God's kingdom. Why should we live now with the end in mind. That's what he says. Verse 27 of Matthew 16. For the Son of Man is going to come with His angels in the glory of His Father. And then, and then He will repay each person according to what He has done. Guys, why would we live with the end of the mind? Because there's a reward coming. There's a reward coming. Live in light of, guess what? The greatest reward will never be what you receive here on this earth. The greatest reward is the one that God will bring, what Christ will bring. He's seen your sacrifice. He's seen your obedience. He's acknowledging how you have faithfully served and loved Him. And He will reward you. Is that enough for you? Is that enough for you today? Do you believe this gospel? If so, then what needs to change about the way you're living? Some of you need to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that you might be saved. 
Some of you today are acknowledging you've been living for this world, but the Spirit of God is convicting you today, compelling you to look unto Christ, that your life no longer will be about this world, but about Him and His kingdom. Others of you, you are already followers of Christ, but man, there's just been some conviction as God's Word's gone forth this morning. You realize some things in your life need to change, some priorities, the way you've been living, the way you've organized your weeks, why you have all the reasons, what the things you can't do for God. I would say this, what He did for you right there trumps everything that you can't do. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. If Christ on the cross will not compel you and I to serve and minister... Nothing else will, beloved. It's the glory of Christ. Today, do you know Him? What will be your end this day? When the time comes for you, whether you're 12 years old, listen, some of you are young folks. You need to consider this. You've been resisting the Spirit of God and the Word of God, and you think you have more time. Do not be so foolish. We read this morning or this past week with the boys about the man who Jesus says, listen, this man, he was living it up. Everything was going well. He said, I tell you what I'm going to do. My farms, everything, my land's just growing, blessing, blessing. I'm going to tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And Jesus says, and that man, that man said, listen, I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. And then Jesus says to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. This very night. Are you ready for the end, beloved? I compel you, if you do not know Christ, you are not ready. You are not ready. Do not leave. Please, beloved, please, please do not leave. If you have not believed on the Son of God, you will be cast into hell for all eternity. There is only one forgiveness. There is only one name that will pardon you on that day. It is the name of Jesus Christ, God's only Son. Please today don't resist Him. Please, I beg it of you. You will go to hell. You are a sinner in rebellion against God. He is faithful, just. He will judge you. Oh, dear God, don't leave. Not knowing Him. Please. 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 Please, everything that's in me, please today, do not resist and reject the Spirit of God. Look to Christ. Please, I beg it of you. Please, dear God, do not resist Him. Beloved, do you realize we may not see each other again? This is your, this may be your final hour. Guys, it's so pressing. It's so pressing. You, you, the ones that God's given me to preach to, please don't, please. I do not want you to go to hell. Please, God sent His Son so that you could be forgiven. Oh, man, please, please. That's it, Brother Corey, man. I said today we invite you to come, please. It's the blessed gospel of Christ. Please respond today. Please, please repent and believe. Oh, man. I pray you would. I pray you would today. With everything in me, I pray you would today. Please, beloved, please. Oh, God, please. Hey, I invite you to come fall on your face. But Todd and I are here. We'll pray for you. Maybe you have a word, a testimony you just need to share. Would you come forward? You just share, Brother Todd, I briefly. Hey, listen, there's something on my heart I need to share. And we'll give you a mic right here at the end to allow you to be able to share that with our church body. If it's something that our body needs to hear. Today, would you respond, please? This is Todd Young with Greensburg Baptist Church. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you've accepted Christ during today's podcast, we would love to hear from you and connect you with a home church in your area. Or if you have questions regarding a relationship with Christ, Brother Blake and I would love to speak with you. Please contact us at the church office at 270-932-4495 or connect with us through our website at greensburgbaptist.com. In addition, you may visit our website anytime to access the sermon videos and podcast of any recent sermon. You may also subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes store. Have a great day today.